Hello, and welcome to Deep and Wide. I'm Pat Walter, and thank you so much for joining me. Deep and Wide is a bi-weekly podcast. It dives into the deep things of the Christian faith and a wide variety of culturally relevant topics. The goal is to challenge growth and inspire hope. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hey everyone, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know about a really cool tool I've been using. It's called Anchor, and it helps me record, edit, and upload all of my podcasts. Most of all, it's free, guys, which is pretty cool. The other cool thing is it has uh, background music built in. It automatically uploads to Spotify and Apple, and it does all of the things that you need to make an amazing podcast for you. And so uh, I encourage you to download it. Go check out uh, anchor at the app store and go to anchor.fm to get started. COVID-19 and the future of the church. That's the title of this week's episode. I'm sure that you've seen it all over the internet and all over Twitter, the rest. There's a virus. It's killing thousands and is sweeping the country. But it's also affected the way that we do church It's affected the way that we gather. It's affected the way uh, that we interact with one another. And it's affected our Sunday mornings. Is this the future of the church? Is this going to disrupt it long term? And we're going to talk about that in this week's episode. But before we jump into it, I want to discuss my relationship with the church. I got saved around 15 years ago. I attended a larger church and was raised up in that church. I've seen ministry from being the janitor. I've seen ministry from uh, being part of a church planting team and returning back to my church, which is a large church, and being on staff. And in the last three years here in Vegas, I've both um, been in the nonprofit world, a faith-based one down in a rough neighborhood. And we've also been elders at our church. I've seen lots of different aspects of the church. I've even gone to Francis Chan's Church Intensive and house church planting, and we had a house church in our house for over a year. I've seen both the small gathering and the corporate gathering, the large church and the small church. Is there a right? Is there a wrong? Well, that's to be debated. You know, in this season, as we look around at what the church is doing, both large and small churches are affected. Coronavirus is forcing pastors to rethink and reimagine what's happening in the church. We're all seeing what's happening. And I really pray that right now that every pastor and every leader and every person who is in any form of decision-making process is praying and thinking and looking at church. I believe, and I could be wrong, that the church is having to reshape and reform. I'm not saying that I believe that God put the coronavirus on the earth to change the church, but I do think that he is using it and it is being utilized for his body. You know, I I think that honestly that this is a chance for the church to start to restructure. If you look at what's been happening over the last few years, many churches and many pastors, some of them well-known, are starting to alter the the way they do church, their missions and their visions and and what they're doing. If you look at well-known people such as Matt Chandler, who went from a multi-site, is dwindling each location down until each one is its own autonomous church, refocusing on the small gathering and discipleship through small groups. Focusing on reaching 
uh, different people groups in the different parts of the world. We, as I mentioned before, the Francis Chans, who who didn't start the House Church Network, been around forever, but he just popularized it because of his influence. In San Francisco, each one meets in a house church each week, and then once a month they meet corporately for a large gathering. And we see many others who have been doing the same thing as they refocus their congregations. Many congregations and, and churches who were meeting in schools and other ways are now looking at going into homes long term to re restructuring, to be that smaller church. But I think about this, and, and this is my concern, and this is what I pray that we're, we're looking at, is that many churches just don't go back to church as usual. That the Sunday morning is the primary. That Sunday or the Wednesday or the midweek is the only thing that we're doing. And I'm not talking about event-based, and I'm not talking about program-based, And I'm not saying that these churches don't love their people, that they're not making disciples. But the truth is, what COVID-19 is making the church realize is the church can and will function outside of Sunday. That Sunday cannot be the primary, the only method of gathering is in a service-based thing. You know, some people might not like this, but the truth is, is I could go to many churches, almost, I would say 90%, of the churches in America that meet in buildings, large buildings, will probably have the same type of structure. Three to four songs of worship, whether it's at the beginning or the end, offering, um, announcements, and a 30 to 50 minute sermon, depending on which denomination you are and what type of pastor you have. Um, If I make jokes about denominations, know that, that I love them all. But we do have divisions, and we're not supposed to have that amongst the body. But but that's the standard format of a Sunday morning or a service, is, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. And they're very, very predictable. You know, that, and, and when I think of what Scripture says, I've been spending time in the book of Corinthians, and in Corinthians uh, chapter 14, verse 26, in 1 Corinthians, says, what is the outcome then, brethren? And again, he's been talking about spiritual gifts, love, and that there's a better way than just the gifts, and that's through love. And then he re-emphasizes the, that prophecy is better than tongues. And But then he comes back around, he talks about the gathering. He says, what is the outcome then, brethren? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, has a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. But the thing about this is when he talks about when you assemble, and again, we can, uh, well, I won't argue, but but many will argue is that the Sunday morning assembly? He doesn't say. He just says, when you assemble, when you gather, when the body comes together, each one, not a handful, not just the lead pastor, not just the worship team, not just those who are serving in different capacities, each one has something to bring to the table. And the thing that I think about most is, do our gatherings have these things incorporated? Is the one another the most prevalent thing? And and, and what do we do with this going forward? Is this going to shift and change the way pastors think about church? And again, I'm not saying that we do away with our Sunday morning services. I'm not saying that we do away with worship and the corporate teaching. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that we need to take this opportunity to reevaluate what does Sunday look like, but what does the church look like? You know, many, many people will say, hey, the church isn't the building, church is the people that gather, which is true. And, and I've heard hundreds of pastors say that, but the truth is, the Sunday is the priority. What takes more time, 
Does it take more time uh, in your staff meetings talking about how your service went, talking about how things uh, were, were run, or does it take more time thinking about all the different people and all the different things that, that go into Sunday or about how can we love the body better? How can we do the one another's better? How can we make disciples? How can we send? How can we equip other than just the corporate gathering? So let me ask you guys this. Has the coronavirus changed the way that you think about church? Or has it just been, hey, I've realized it's easier to stream. I realized I don't have to go to Sunday. I don't have to do all these things. And this is where we need to ponder. These are the things that we need to think about, friends. The streaming is great. We streamed our Sundays. The, the prayer pods that our, our church has gone to and praying for one another, these are all great and necessary things. But when we look at the future of the church, many, many uh, of the countries around the world, and there's a few that we know of, such as China and India and others, where, where the corporate gathering is not allowed or it's hindered, there's many countries that, that face oppression and challenges in their services. But we go on with church as usual. I'm just concerned, and, and, and this is what I'm praying for, is, is that we just don't go back to Sunday as usual. That we don't go back to just doing what we've always done because it worked for that time. You know, it says that we, as we get closer to the end times that things are going to become increasingly more lawless, that things are actually going to get more difficult and things are going to get harder and suffering will increase. Not prosperity, suffering will increase. And the prosperity will be an internal prosperity because the outward is not going to reflect that which is great. And so we have to look and say, okay, if that is coming, if it's going to get harder to be a Christian as, as it comes, and obviously in America we, we have a lot further to go than other countries. What if this is just a glimpse of what church is going to be like? What if we, and honestly, I pray that we change our value system. I am seeing how much I love the body. I've known how much I love the body. The Lord has taken me a long way in not just being frustrated with church, but loving its body. Listen, in the book of Corinthians chapter 5, we call it the marriage chapter, but the truth is, it says that the revelation is about Christ and his church, that he is the head of the body and that he loves it and laid his life down for it, and that he is going to come back for a, a spotless, a blameless church that he loves. And that's the truth, people. Jesus loves the body. We are called to love the body and not spend all this time on division, whether it's denomination, spend times in division about these theological differences and nuances or wording. Listen, this is the opportunity for us to love the body like he does and to reevaluate what makes us a church, what makes us a congregation, and how are we going to interact going forward? So I re-ask the question. Has COVID-19 changed the future of the church in America? Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with all of your friends and family. I would love to hear any comments, any suggestions, or any questions so I can get to them on future episodes. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Pat Walter, and I'll talk to you next week.